There's nothing quite like hiking in the mountains cool, fresh air to greet you as the early autumn leaves fall in the not quite summer temperatures. The seasons were changing, and so was I. I carried a small bag with my lunch in it, slung over my shoulder. It's black, just like my clothing and combat boots. Halfway up the mountain, I found a rock shaped like a chair. From there, the song of the birds floated prettily, hanging in the air with the struggling sunshine. There was a heaviness in the air, like electricity it crackled. That mountain is always alive with energy. It's been a while since I've been there, and I'll probably never see it again. It has a peace that any could envy. After a small rest, we always get up to continue upwards. Whether it was a deer trail or the main winding trail that spirals up lazily, we always trudged on. As I come closer to my goal, the uppermost ledge, the air intensified. That was normal, too, because the mountain is magical, I'm sure of it. Past red, orange, yellow, and green foliage and wildflowers. Past birds and weeds and trampled grass. On we venture, only to stop in a clearing. The sunshine was brilliant and warming, a golden yellow bathing everything. I sat down. We were almost there, but there was a lesson to learn here, wasn't there? Silently, thoughts entered my head, lessons to learn as a gift from our mother, Earth. Many people associate me with Earth, from the calm, unshakable demeanor to the fairness and neutrality I try to approach every situation with, I am part of the Earth, in tune with nature to a degree that many can't understand. To be part of something so large, is breathtakingly beautiful. I laid out in the grass, thinking of Chris, and how I would like to touch the essence of him, his soul, bring it to me. I didn't know at the time this was my lesson, but then the wind started whispering. I stared into the robin egg blue sky, wondering what my life was all about, why I am so unlucky, why I am a failure. There weren't any answers written in the clouds that day. Not long after, it was time to go again. We were going to the rock. This was a religious trek, and I followed the priest. I don't follow him anymore, but some of his tenets still reside in my heart. The rock is one of the most beautiful things in the world, to me. It is hundreds of feet high, with a tree growing at the very top. A bear lives in the cave at the bottom. I've been there before, a few times, for the same religious trek to a nexus of power. The air is thick with the earth's love, her energy. Sitting there, on the moss-covered stone, studying the contents that make up this idol. I discover opal and crystal and granite merged and embedded within this sentinel. Running my fingers over the cold, jagged rocks sent shivers down my spine. This is the place where I found my calling, this is where I learned I was not only a resident of the earth, but part of it. A tingling crawled across my pale skin, growing to resonate throughout me. I became a priestess in that moment. My trip was certainly worth it. After an hour of sitting in the rock, yes, in, as the shallow crevices affording such luxuries often enclosed you, sheltering you from your surroundings, we start our long walk back to the car, readying for the drive home. There's a certain stone that I love on that mountain. Though the rock is beautiful, that stone will always hold a special memory.